Coming up on today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast, David Bailey and I do a little Buccaneers remanager. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison and Bailey Adams. Check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. That was a lot. I'm not used to that in depth of an intro. I think it's weird that you're the only one that doesn't have a number in their Twitter handle. I think you guys are weird for taking your underscore out. Well, you're weird for taking your underscore out. Bailey's weird for not having an underscore. Never, ever. Well, considering that Matt Matera got made fun of for his underscore over at the Pewter Nation podcast, I think that uh, underscores are a little underappreciated these days. So maybe I'll add one back in. There you go. D Harrison underscore 82. Possibly. That's just unnecessary. You're unnecessary. unnecessary. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> All right. So this week we are going to be doing a, a fun little series uh, where we are going to basically remanage the Buccaneers roster. It's going to be almost like a fantasy football style draft of these different categories, but I'm going to kick it over to David because this is his mastermind, his brainchild that Bailey and I are going to uh, clumsily walk our way through, ultimately ending in disaster and David triumphant. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to get very interesting, but yeah, basically we're going to, that's what we call it. The, we're going to remanage the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off season and we're going to go through a couple of phases to do this. Uh, first, we're going to re-sign a player that the Buccaneers chose not to re-sign or didn't re-sign. Uh, then we're going to sign a player from another team that signed with another team that the Buccaneers obviously didn't sign. Then we're going to trade for a player anywhere in the NFL, and then we're going to redraft one of the draft picks uh, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made in the 2020 NFL draft. And kind of the overall catch to the entire thing is you have to participate in every single round. You cannot go – into a single round and say, you know what, I'm just good. I'm going to stand pat. I'm not going to make any moves. You have to make a move. And every move then impacts what everybody else has to do. And it's going to be fun. We've already been talking a little bit offline about kind of our strategies and stuff and just how, you know, the, the player that we're going to re-sign or the player that we're going to trade is going to impact who we redraft and how we redraft. And, of course, it's all going to be impacted by the order, James, which I understand you have a virtual order decider wheel of doom set up. So go ahead. This is going to be the official order for this event or for this exercise. So go ahead and let us know what the order is going to be. All right. Number one, the wheel is spinning. The wheel is spinning. David, number one. I call, I call shenanigans. I will. Well, if you would unlock screen sharing, I would show you. (laughs) You Uh, I'm I'm unlucky. Number one. Got it. You played yourself. Number two. Bailey, Here we and go. I am the, stuck with <laughs> number three. All right, so I'm going first here in this first round, followed by Bailey, followed by James, and and we're doing this snake style. So 
in the next round of moves, James, you will then go first. Bailey, you will stay second, and I will go last. So Bailey, of course, getting the the spot. I mean, you're the guest, so I guess it, it makes sense that you would get that spot. Plus, if James ended up with the second spot, I would definitely call shenanigans, and we would definitely redo <laughs> this and unlock screen sharing. So, nope, so that's big. Don't like that, Doc. <laughs> so at the end of this whole thing, guys, the listeners, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna share our depth charts and how they ended up, how they turned out, and how much different they are from the Buccaneers' actual projected depth depth chart for 2020, at least according to ourlads.com. And then we're going to kind of discuss amongst ourselves who we think made the better team and made the better moves. But at the end of this whole thing, we're going to post it up on Twitter. We're going to put up a poll, and hopefully you guys are going to go vote and tell us which team actually came out better. And that's how we're going to crown our winner. That will be coming Friday. This episode you're listening to on Monday. And then we'll have the second portion of our roster moves and our transactions coming on Wednesday. So, gentlemen, if you're ready... Let's go ahead and get started. But first, James, I, I, I believe you have something you've got to tell our listeners about before we get this thing started. I absolutely do. And our listeners know exactly what I'm about to talk about. It's Built Bars. Built Bars come in some amazing flavors. There are chocolate and nut flavors. There are chocolate and nut-free flavors. For those with allergy concerns, the nut-free are made completely separately from all of the ones with nuts. No concerns on your end. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, This morning on my way to go to work, that's right, I had to go to work on a Sunday morning, but hey, it happens. I ate a delicious mint brownie built bar with 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Head over to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you are going to get $10 off your first order. I need to hop over to builtbar.com and order some of the pineapple upside down cake bars upon the recommendation of David, but I think he might, you know, be deceiving me because I told him if I don't like the pineapple upside down cake, I would send him the remainder of my bars. But I have yet to meet a built bar I didn't like, so I think my odds are pretty good at keeping those. Again, head over to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. All right, back here on the Locked On Bucks podcast doing our Tampa Bay Buccaneers Remanager 2020. I don't know. It's our first time, so I don't know why I'm putting a number on it. But we're going to kick this thing off by re-signing a player that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided not to re-sign for one reason or another. So basically, guys, uh, a, a player who was a Buccaneer in 2019 and then during the offseason, contract expired, waived, released, whatever, somehow, some way through whatever fortune, they did not end up being a Buccaneer or they are not a Buccaneer as of right now because of whatever transaction happened that would lead them somewhere else or led them into free agency. And then the kicker of it is once you re-sign one of these players, you then have to let go of a player in that same position group. And that's where things are getting a little bit tricky depending as we move forward and we'll see how these rosters uh, pan out. So I got unlucky number one, so I'm going to go first. And guys, I'm bringing back Carl Nassib. And here's my question for you because I suppose it could be up for debate. I list Carl Nassib as an outside linebacker. Are you guys letting me get away with him being an outside linebacker, or are you, are you going to make me call him a defensive end? I would think off outside linebacker. I, I had him on my list, and the position that I was getting rid of was defensive end. Oh. But I would say either one of them works because he can play both, and he did play both. So 
whatever you're going to classify him as, whether it's defensive end or outside linebacker, I'm okay with. All right, I'm glad you guys said that. So I'm I'm classifying him as an outside linebacker, and in order to make room for Carl to stay with the Buccaneers instead of going to Las Vegas, I am going to go ahead and send Quentin Bell off packing. I don't know where you're going, brother, but I hope it's somewhere fruitful and successful for you. But I'm bringing Carl Nassib back, and it's because of James you just hit on it, because this guy – as a guy who can play with his hand in the dirt on the defensive line if the Buccaneers need him to. He can stand up and rush off the edge if they need him to. Heck, he can, he can drop back in coverage in certain circumstances if they need him to. He's a guy that does a little bit of everything for this defense. And losing him, while I understood why it happened, uh, I, I, I guarantee you he got more money with the Raiders. He's probably going to get more playing time with the Raiders than he would have with the Buccaneers, so I don't blame him or necessarily the team because you can't overpay just because you like a guy. This is also a guy who was a team captain last year. And I understand that most of that is because Jason Pierre-Paul was out. I, I firmly believe that if JPP wasn't injured, didn't have that neck injury, and was with the team, he would have been voted as a captain. But as it all went down, Carl was voted as a captain. But let's, let's not make too light of it because Carl was voted as a captain over a lot of other defensive players that were in the building, even though JPP was gone. So it still means something, shows the respect. And then James Bailey, I go back to training camp last year uh, when Rondé Barber was, was going into the Ring of Honor and they were doing the press conferences. Carl was the only player. I'm not saying the others didn't necessarily want to or wouldn't have liked to, but Carl was the only player to find his way to the press conference and stood in the auditorium and showed respect and showed reverence to that type of a player and the work ethic that Rondé Barber put into this franchise. Just a guy that you want around, whether it's in the, the dining hall, the meeting room, the, the practice field, or on the field. So Carl Nassib coming back to Tampa. Quentin Bell, love you. Hope you all or wish you all the success in the future, but you got to go. Uh, yeah, and so I'm also moderating this thing, so I'll just keep talking. So, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> since you're the guest of honor, go ahead, give me your thoughts on my decision to bring back Carl Nassib and ship out Quinton Bell. Well, who would have known that me not getting the first overall pick was going to throw my entire plans into the garbage can? Because that's <laughs> absolutely what I was going to do would, would be bring back Carl Nassib. He's the one guy, I think, after Carl Nassib, it's just kind of taken a lot of thinking to even get who my second person to bring back would be just because I like Carl Nassib that much and depth at outside linebacker and on the defense um, as a whole is probably the Bucks' biggest need as of right now and I think bringing back Carl Nassib and you know having him as one of the you know you know probably the third outside linebacker and then having Anthony Nelson at four instead of you know Anthony Nelson at four and or at three and who knows at four I think just having that group shored up a little bit more with Carl Nassib, a guy who's been here for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely, completely wish I would have gotten the first pick now. So congratulations, David. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, you know, you bring up Anthony Nelson. So I put uh, this question specifically out on, on Twitter to our Locked On Bucks followers, and we did have a follower respond and say they would bring back Carl Nassib, but that they would ship out Anthony Nelson. And I'm going to give that Twitter follower a little bit of credit, not realizing just how deep in the depth chart you could possibly go because Anthony Nelson, you know, did have some injury struggles, but I think that Anthony Nelson still has a lot of potential. Uh, not that Quentin Bell doesn't necessarily have potential, but I think Nelson's upside is obviously a little bit higher there, so bringing him in. So it's good to know that one other Buccaneers fan, at least out there, a follower of ours, wanted to see Carl Nassib brought back again. But speaking of that second pick, Bailey, you are now up on the clock, if you want to call it that. So of the remaining Buccaneers, so this is how this is going to work. Carl Nassib is my re-signing. He is off the board for Bailey and James now. They cannot re-sign him. Quentin Bell, I suppose we didn't really discuss this, but I suppose I would probably go the same direction, guys. What do you think? We'll make it. We'll make an on-the-spot direction. I release Quentin Bell, so if you sign an off on, an outside linebacker, uh, you can't get rid of Quentin Bell. Agreed? Yeah, that uh, makes sense. 
I don't like that at all. Well, it's two against one, so we're going to roll with it. So <laughs> Bailey, with the second re-sign option of a former Buccaneer that you're going to bring back to Tampa, who are you going with? All right. Look, people, hear me out on this one. Hear me out. Um, <laughs> this isn't going to be popular. I'm going to re-sign DeMar Dotson just purely because the depth along the offensive line is not the greatest as it stands right now. I'm, this is my thinking behind this. Um, you know, I'm bringing back DeMar Dotson, and I'm letting go of Josh Wells. Josh Wells is kind of buried on the depth chart at this point. Um, the little bit that we saw of him in 2019, it wasn't pretty, um, to put it lightly. Um, so what we're going to do here, this is my thinking, is Tristan Wirfs still is your right tackle. He's your right tackle. He's the number 13 overall pick. We're not putting DeMar Dotson over Tristan Wirfs. What we are going to do is slide in DeMar Dotson as the backup to Tristan Wirfs rather than Joe Haig and have Joe Haig slide in as the backup left tackle behind Donovan Smith. I mean, I think it might be between him and Brad Seaton as far as, you know, battling it out who is truly the backup left tackle. But that's my thinking behind that simply because DeMar Dotson is a veteran. He's kind of dropped off a cliff a little bit here in the last few years, but I think as, as in terms of a depth piece, um, you know, his pass blocking still pretty decent. I know he has said that he doesn't like to run block. Um, you know, that's kind of why he's ending up on the bench here at this point. Um, but yeah, I think he's a good piece to have as a veteran, as a guy who's been with the Bucks for a long time. I think he works as a good depth piece on the offensive line. I had that exact move on my list. Excuse me, James. I'm, I'm moderating this, this episode. <laughs> So Bailey bringing back Demar Dotson, uh, which I'm gonna. So we're guilty of it too. But I will. I will say I think we're all kind of blowing the Demar Dotson, saying he doesn't like to run block thing a little bit out of proportion because obviously he's been doing it for a long time and he's been run blocking or else he wouldn't have had a spot on the team. So I'm guilty just as much as anybody else is. But I just want to put that on the record. Josh Wells heading out, which I think is interesting, Bailey, because Josh Wells is a guy who came in as an as an eligible receiver several times last year, as obviously to be a blocker, not a tight end but that's what the Buccaneers would be losing. James, now go ahead and tell the people what you think of this move. And did you have DeMar Dotson on your list of players to return? I had that exact move on my list. So kudos to, uh, to Bailey. I like the idea. I like the logic. I was thinking basically the exact same things. And we may blow it a little bit out of proportion. I think DeMar Dotson in an emergency situation, one of the starters goes down, is a solid depth piece. And, you know, somebody who has lasted in this league as long as DeMar Dotson has can definitely give somebody like Tristan Wirth some pointers, you know, help him along, help speed up that development a little bit, especially with as crazy of an offseason as we're having. So, yeah, I love the move. Thank you. You're welcome, Bailey. Very sweet of you. Yeah, I mean, Bailey, I can't, I, I won't lie. Demar Dawson was definitely a guy that I considered for that leadership, that that veteran presence, uh, as well. And then, yeah, the impact he can make on Tristan Wirfs. And listen, we saw what happened last year with Josh Wells on the roster when Donovan Smith went out. I mean, if, if Donovan Smith goes, I'm not saying Demar Dawson's your left tackle either, but if you got to move Tristan to the left side, plug in Demar on the right side, I think you're a lot better off than where the Buccaneers were last year when the what like four plays that we saw Donovan Smith. Uh, take off. I thought Jameis Winston was going to get murdered on the field there at Ray <laughs> J. Uh, so two good picks so far. So I like the way that we're going so far. And so far, the Buccaneers have only lost Quentin Bell and Josh Wells. No offense to those gentlemen. But James, you have the unnecessary situation of being third and last in re-signing a former Buccaneer. So who are you bringing back and who are you getting rid of? Just to clarify, this also means that I'll go last on the trade and first on the redraft. You will end up going last on the trade, and you will end up going first on the redraft, yes. 
because I have a lot of things to think about here right now. I'm, I'm thinking I could go. You have a couple of days before the next episode to think about your moves. Well, it, it's, it's a matter of, do I go aggressive here? Do I go conservative here? How is this, this going to play out real I mean, interesting? But I think. Let me, before you, before you give your answer, I think the question is, do you want the biscuits or do you not want the biscuit? Is there gravy with said biscuit? Uh, I don't. I don't know if he's if he's ever thrown gravy on the on the biscuits. I'm cutting carbs right now, so so no gravy. Well, well no, bis- no biscuit either. <laughs> Bailey, you should just have built bars. There you go. <laughs> Boom. All right. This is not a move I expected to make, but I think for the sake of the rest of my remanaging, I am bringing back Jameis Winston, <laughs> and I am getting rid of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Or. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Blake James Griffin. is so stunned that he's bringing James Winston back that he can't even talk about. He just kicked the, the basketball player off of the team. Yes, I did because he can't play. Blaine Blake Gabbert Griffin will no longer play wow. power forward for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's <laughs> true. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, you got to not even Ryan Griffin. Explain this. Not even Ryan Griffin. <laughs> no, not Ryan Griffin. Okay. Um, I like Ryan Griffin. I I. I don't like Blaine Gabbert at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Blaine. So, so Blaine Sorry. Gabbert or or or, uh, or what's what's his name? Baker, Chris Baker. Who's coming to your birthday party first? Uh oh, Blaine Gabbert for sure. Let, I, I I like Blaine just fine as a human being. I don't like him as a football player. Gotcha. So we're uh, getting rid of the second string quarterback, keeping the third string quarterback, and bringing back the former number one overall draft pick, Heisman Trophy winning national championship quarterback, Jameis Winston. James Yarko. Explain myself. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, so we we have all discussed Jameis Winston and the the ability to continue to learn. He opted to go to New Orleans to learn behind Drew Brees. If given the option and and the awkwardness is not a factor, which it is not on the James Yarko Tampa Bay Buccaneers because this is all virtual. Um, Sitting behind Tom Brady and continuing to learn and continuing to make these better decisions, all the same arguments, David, that you brought up as to why it would be a good idea to try to bring Jameis Winston back before you know all all of the uh, craziness with the Saints ended up going down, could provide the Buccaneers with their long-term quarterback after these next two years are done. Blaine Gabbert's not going to do that. Ryan Griffin's not going to do that. So you you're basically demoting a guy for a couple of years, let him learn, let him sit, and then he's going to attempt to re-earn that promotion he was given just a little bit too soon. So to me, you know, I take a look. I, I almost brought back Rashad Perryman. I almost brought back Peyton Barber. I even thought about just doing a throwaway conservative, bring back Orion Stewart and get rid of Bailey's boy, Mazzy Wilkins. But – for the structure of this team, I think it would be solid to have your long-term answer at quarterback who's already familiar with the franchise to sit, wait, learn, and come back two years from now, hopefully a changed and better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot of argument from me. I, I, will, I, I can't lie and say that Jameis Winston wasn't somebody that was on my radar for this move as well. And you guys already know, especially listeners who have listened to the show for a while now, uh, I was a fan of the idea of Jameis Winston coming back and signing back with Tampa to be 
a backup anyway. I just didn't think it would probably happen because of egos and because of a, a bunch of other factors. Uh, Bailey, any surprise from you that James went with Jameis, or, or did you expect this? Um, Zewa? Okay, here's the thing. I'm kind of surprised that it happened just because it was James. I'm not surprised that Gosh. the move that the move happened because I had the move that exact move, you know, re-signing Jameis Winston and then letting go of Blaine Gabbert. Blaine that was Griffin. the move. Not Blake Griffin, <laughs> but I had that move written down. I just didn't think James was going to go there. I, I, I almost, I almost went there over the Demar Dotson move with the second pick, but then I realized, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and go with a depth piece, a depth piece on the offensive line instead. But yeah, I'm just uh, surprised that James is so quick to bring back Jameis Winston. I'm surprised that James went with that move too, but it just made the most <laughs> sense. <laughs> All right. There. There. Fantastic. All right. Getting the week started here on the Lockdown Bucks podcast with the first phase of our 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers remanaging of the offseason. We have already re-signed one of the Buccaneers players from 2019 that is no longer with the team. Each of us making a move, two on offense, one on defense. Jameis Winston coming back to the Buccaneers via general manager James Yarko, who is going to be up first now, James. You get to sign a player who was a free agent during this offseason, not from the Buccaneers, but from a different team, and ended up signing, either re-signing with their team or signing with a different team. The caveat here, again, wherever you go position group-wise, you have to get rid of somebody on the current Buccaneers roster from that same position group, and they can't be a player who was franchise tagged because if they're franchise tagged, they did not hit the open market. Therefore, we cannot sign them. So franchise tag players are off the board. Former Buccaneers players are off the board. You have to give up somebody from the same position group that you sign. And through all of these moves, guys, we didn't talk about this earlier, but for our listeners, we're only allowed to sign or trade for one blue chip player. So if James signs a blue chip player here, he cannot trade for one. Then, of course, vice versa. Uh, Bailey and I will decide which players are blue chip players for James, the other two hosts for the other two hosts, and we'll go through it that way. So, James, you get the first signing after getting stuck with the third re-signing. Who are you going to sign and who are you going to get rid of? Okay, this is, this is not fun. So I, I had a guy in mind, but I wasn't sure exactly whether to classify him as a defensive tackle or a defensive end because he played a defensive tackle in a 4-3. So I don't know if he would convert to defensive end or not, but I think ultimately what I'm going to end up doing is it's a little bit of a twofer. I'm going to help the Bucks while hurting a division rival. And I am going to sign Emmanuel Sanders. Aww. And sorry, Spencer Schnell, but you're out of here. <laughs> so that would give the Buccaneers a, a three-wide-out look of Evans, Godwin, Sanders as Tyler Johnson continues to develop while still getting to utilize – Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Braid. We've we've talked about the possibilities of how how many different formations they can utilize, how many different mismatches they can create. And now you take a look at the Saints, and they've been hurt by this because now they're back to just having overrated Michael Crybaby Thomas <laughs> and not really a whole lot of help with him. I think – the fact that they added Sanders makes them an even more dangerous team. So if I can if I can get a two for here and bring in a a wide receiver the caliber of Sanders to team up with Godwin and Evans, I'm I'm all for it. So I just want to point out, if anybody hasn't put this together yet, 
James Yarko has added two New Orleans Saints to this Buccaneers roster and gotten rid of two Buccaneers in order to do so. Emmanuel Sanders is definitely a guy I had my eye on. I'm not saying I was going to go with him, but he's definitely a guy, as I was looking through the list of potential options that caught my attention, I definitely paused and thought about it. At the end of the day, my number one option for me, if Bailey doesn't take him, is not Emmanuel Sanders, but he was definitely one of my backups. And Spencer Schnell, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Outside of some preseason flash, not really a whole lot that seems to be there. And Scotty Miller does everything Spencer does, and he does it better. Uh, so I think that's that's you're not losing a whole lot there with Spencer, but gaining a lot with Emmanuel Sanders. And what's funny, but before we kick it over to Bailey, is I did not have Emmanuel Sanders on my list until you told me to make my selection. And even then, I had to stall a little bit while I talked about who I was thinking about going with first before I settled on. Yeah, you definitely did, because I don't think Emmanuel Sanders has ever played anything in the 4-3 defense. But Bailey... <laughs> Uh, let's go kick it over to you. So Emmanuel Sanders off the board. You can't do anything with him. You can't do anything with Spencer Schnell. So who are you signing and who are you getting rid of? Yeah, I just want to say that's why I was so confused and also just kind of let out like a sigh or something, a gasp maybe when James said Emmanuel Sanders, because he was definitely on my list and he led into that whole thing by talking about a four, three defense and yeah, trans, yeah. you know, all that transition <laughs> stuff to playing defensive end. I don't know what he was talking about, but for my, my signing, uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign Dion Lewis, the nice. running back. I believe he went to the Giants, and I'm doing this for a couple reasons. One, because as as it stands right now, I'm not sure I love the receiving ability out of the Bucks backfield. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there. I think Ronald Jones showed that he was he was making some strides last year, and I think Keyshawn Vaughn has potential there too. Of course, Dario Gumbawale was used a lot in that aspect last year. But Deion Lewis is that guy that I think is really, really going to be your receiving threat out of the backfield. And he's played with Tom Brady before, and he's had his most productive years um, looking at it with Tom Brady for the most part. Um, back in 2015, he averaged 10.8 yards per catch with Tom Brady. Um, dropped down the next year to 5.5, but that was an injury-ridden season. And then the year after that, he was back up to 6.7 and a little bit less playing time as well. But, yeah, I think I, I like the – the fit him with him and Tom Brady with him in terms of catching passes out of the backfield, like the bucks need. And as far as who I'm losing, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of Daria Goomba Wale. And I love Daria a lot, actually um, big fan of what he did last year and, you know, kind of just his story rising out of uh, training camp last year, but it's kind of going to come back. If, if things play out the way I'm thinking it might play out in terms of, you know, the next couple episodes and our trades and redraft, I might have to play around with some other positions. So I'm getting rid of Dari Gumbawale because I think Deion Lewis fills the role that Gumbawale is playing right now. Very interesting. Very surprised to hear you go, Dari Gumbawale. And James, Deion Lewis is someone that we've had brought up to us by listeners of the show and someone that you weren't really very high on the potential of the Buccaneers bringing on. So what do you think of Bailey tra- swapping out Dari Gumbawale to bring in Deion Lewis? I love this pick because it makes my Emmanuel Sanders pick look so much better. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. People are voting on this, man. I'm in it to win it. No, I mean, I completely understand why you would make that move, and and I don't disagree with it. I personally am not a huge fan of Deion Lewis, but I absolutely get the thought process that you had, why you would choose Deion over Dare. It all makes a ton of sense. But then moving right along, uh, I I get to go last here in this situation, but I'm happy to do so because – my number one target is still on the board, which I kind of figured he was because according to CBS Sports, this was the 96th ranked 
free agent coming into this offseason, uh, even though he wasn't necessarily on my list. And that, of course, is going to be safety Carl Joseph. Uh, James, I know that as you hear that name, you're definitely not surprised. And you guys probably also know who I'm getting rid of from the safety room. It's going to be Justin Evans, uh, a guy who had a lot of potential uh, coming out of Texas A&M, really flashed some potential. Injuries have just gotten the better of him. I'm not 100% confident he's ever going to be the same player he was before. And we talked about all offseason having a little bit of veteran presence back in that secondary to help that youth. Carl's a guy who's still young, but he's been through some stuff in his career. He's had some good plays. He's shown some potential. So a guy that I'm happy to bring to Tampa, unfortunately, uh, at the expense of Justin Evans. Uh, so Bailey, before we wrap up this episode and this portion of our exercise, what do you think of that ad uh, by the best GM in this exercise so far? I'm going to dispute that, but also I, I like it. It's a, it's a good pick. It wasn't necessarily on my radar on my list, but um, it makes a lot of sense as far as adding some veteran presence to the safety room, adding a guy who's been there and done that a little bit, and a guy who's, who's got a lot of talent. Um, as far as losing Justin Evans, I get it too. Actually, that was uh, a guy I kind of was kicking around as far as um, some of my other moves that we might get to later on. Who knows? I guess you're not going to now because you've already gotten rid of him. But I think it makes sense. I mean, I, I don't think we can play the waiting game too much longer as far as his recovery and everything from the injuries he suffered. Um, so, yeah, as unfortunate as it is to not really see the promise that he had play out, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, for what you're doing here. All right. And that is going to wrap up this episode's moves. We've re-signed a guy, signed a guy, and got rid of some. In total, we've each made four roster moves already, and we're just getting started with our next one coming up on Wednesday. We've got trades, and we've got re drafts uh guys unless you have anything to add james i'll kick it over to you for the normal end of show business and we can get out of here i'll just say for the record when i was talking about a 4-3 defense the guy that i had in mind was vernon butler but i wasn't sure how you guys were going to classify him definitely a 3-4 defensive end yeah that's that was my feeling but i didn't know how you guys would feel about it so that was you know, I, I know Emmanuel Sanders didn't play in a fourth. <laughs> just want to make sure. I don't know. Cause Blake Griffin, I wasn't aware that he played for the Buccaneers. So I just want to make sure you knew Emmanuel Sanders didn't play in a four, three defense. Yeah. Yeah. I know you make one mistake. You make one mistake and it's just, it's going to stick with me for a while. I can already tell, but that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure to check back on Wednesday when we will be doing our trades and our redrafts as we uh, as we wrap up our 2020 Buccaneers re-manager. Until then, please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure that you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe. Stay healthy, wash your hands, and be good to one another. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Lost Dog Talk.